It's a final word World Cup daily, day 35 at Puna, where Jeff is. He was in Mumbai yesterday, he's in Puna today. He's been commentating on England and the Netherlands. We're here for Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Jeff Start telling us about the game to celebrate the champion of Europe, shall we call it, in 30 seconds. It was not as good as last night. Um, David Milan started pretty nicely, <laughs> made 87 from 74, and then got run out by Ben Stokes, who had a bit of making up to do. England were in strife, 192 for six. Um, after I think they chose to bat from memory the, the Dutch were bowling okay and then Stokes just does that Stokes thing bubbles along for a while explodes goes on to make 100 puts on a stack of runs with Chris Wokes who makes 51 they end up at 339 somehow didn't look like they'd be anywhere near that they might have been out for mm. 250 at one point um, and the Dutch never a prayer of chasing it Wesley Barassi starts like a statue can't score a run uh, Max O'Dowd out early Colin Ackerman and then it all falls away from there bit of fun with Scott Edwards and Teja Nidamanaro who smashed a few but that was it they were all out for 179 they lost by 160 runs, so England get their second win of the competition after posting 339 for nine in their 50 overs. Ben Stokes, 108 from 84 balls. Darby Milan, 87 from 74. Uh, for the Dutch, top scoring was the captain Edwards with 38. And uh, Ronald Dale Baresi made 37 mm -hmm. in the wickets for England. That was the spin of Moeen and Rash. Uh, the finger spinner and the wrist spinner with three apiece. After Willie bowled beautifully, I thought, two foot 19. And Chris Wakes put on a clinic with his outswingers at yep. the start and could have done better than one for 19 himself. Is it naive of me to say, Jeff, you're at the ground, is it uh, too reductive of me to say that the let off that Ben Stokes got, uh, the leg before reverse sweep that went his way, the spike that looked like it couldn't possibly have been given the gap between ball and pad, turned this game because it felt at that juncture that the Netherlands were pressing England into a sort of all out 240 position then Stokes gets the reprieve hits a couple of sixes and the and the game seems to turn at that point is that fair I think that is fair um, and it's there's also a drop catch as well Stokes gets dropped um, yep. in the deep I think it was Arian Dutt from um, just trying to dredge these things up out of my memory diving forward one of those <laughs> difficult ones um, didn't quite get to it so there was that too mm -hmm. but yeah there's 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 no under edge on that I mean again this no. is something that we banged on about plenty of times before that's a third umpire who is told that if there's any movement on a sound wave graph you must declare that it's an edge it wasn't an edge because it was already happening before the ball got to the bat and it was still happening when the ball passed the bat the ball wasn't near the glove you could you could see it on the replay that there was a gap there so Stokes didn't hit it they didn't show us the rest of the projection at that point I think you know this is an ICC broadcast so maybe worried about not um, stoking controversy but it was probably going on to hit the stumps certainly looked like it so he gets the reprieve there um, and then they probably would have been able to keep turning the screws you would have thought Chris Wokes batted beautifully mm. but batting with Stokes is a he bit did. different from batting with the tail you know David Willey came in and hit a six and got out next ball um, so the, the, there's there's batting ability down the order for England but there, there was the opportunity for the Dutch to you know had him six down would have been that seventh um, you know would have would have been the most important one Stokes and He's the one when they're in some trouble. You know, people will look at this afterwards and say, well, that was a really easy win for England. It wasn't at that halfway mark, really, of the first innings when they were in all sorts. And that was despite Milan starting like a dream, finally 
got off to a really breezy start and was going comfortably faster than a runner ball after Logan Van Beek bowled a bunch of trash in the power play, a lot of wides, a lot of half volleys, got pumped, kept getting brought back on. Scott Edwards' first bad captaincy bit of the series, I think. He brought Van Beek back. I mean, after his first over, he should have been off. He bowled four on, on the spin and went for about 40 runs. It was no good. Um, and, and there's backing your players and then there's being foolish about it. Yeah, it felt like, I mean, look, first of all, there was no one there at the game and I'm not saying that's, I'm not passing judgment here. It's deep into the group stage and this game doesn't have an awful lot riding on it. Felt like I hadn't seen the Dutch play for a while. I'm not sure if they've had a long break or whether it's just been the way that the games have sequenced, but I've missed the Dutch and, you know, they had such a nice run there in the middle of the group stage and they're nearing the end of it now and, as we said, I think uh, in relation to the T20 World Cup in the Super 12 stage last year, they were really competitive at the front of it and they just waned as they went through. So in a yep. way, it was kind of predictable. But but still, they, they did have their moments and there were some you know, shitty bits like the, the, the Stokes thing there that I know we've said this forever and a day, but having uh, professionals who are only trained in interpreting audiovisual data or data as it's coming in, that these days, I think, is the most important thing for a television official, not whether they've made their way to the top of the ICC elite panel, like Maria Rasmus, who's a great umpire, one of the best umpires of his generation. I think the way he dealt with what happened the other day with Angelo Matthews in a really calm and considered way reinforces that point, like trying to negotiate a settlement between uh, two bulls in the paddock. Now, um, and he's been around for a very long time. And he knows that he's got no other choice in that situation other than to hit the red button because... As you say, there, there is a, a noise. But I think that the common sense test suggests that it was the glove on the pad making that squidgy noise that probably uh, led towards the, mm. the spike. And we sometimes see that with the reverse sweep when everything's bunched together there. And there was one later as well where I felt really sorry for the on-field umpires, including Ashan Raza officiating in his 50th game today, when Joe Root had a claim for a catch at short cover. I think it was cover, or was it mid-wicket? One or the other, in, in close. And he knew it was out. Um, the replay looked just like it was fine and no drama at all. The batter had no problem with it most of the way to the rope. But the soft signal's been taken away mm. from the process. And we, at different points, were uh, a bit sharp about the soft signal. But maybe in hindsight, it did have a bit of a worthwhile function because the on-field umpires in that situation would have said, well, that's mm. out. I, I expect it would have been finger up you're charging all the responsibility again on the TV umpire who's relying on grainy footage from on top. It's not a, a, an image that's low enough down that he can tell conclusively. And we're going to see more and more of those obvious ones given not out. Very similar, actually, to what happened to Marcus Stoinis 24 hours earlier where the sniff test was, well, that's just out, but it's too hard for a third umpire to make a conclusive decision where there's no soft signal to lean back on. Yeah, so that was Joe Root with Cybrand Engelbrecht who clubbed one yep. to short mid-wicket. Um, Root had his hands on the ground, looked like it went straight in live. You know, everybody watching on here was comfortable with that being given out. I think if, if on-field umpires, even if they, they had a soft signal and, and the soft signal was out, we, st we still saw ones like that being overturned by third umpires and saying not out because they couldn't be conclusive about it. So basically the soft signal had become redundant anyway. But, but you, you can't take a catch with your hands on the ground anymore. That's now illegal in televised cricket. You, you can't do it because that was clean. The Stoinis one was clean. I mean, the Stoinis one clearly bounced off his right hand. And, one hand to the other. And then up into the air a little bit into his left yeah. hand. It landed on his hand. Like this, it, 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 was, it, it looked clear as day from where I was sitting, but third umpire disagreed. In both those cases, in this case, he only had this one angle to look at and he looked at it a bunch of different times and all you could tell was that you couldn't tell. So in the end, it, it gets given not out. 
that's the way things go sometimes. Um, it didn't make a lot of difference. So Engelbrecht was kind of funny. He, he hooks his next ball for six, um, and Joe Root yeah. was furious about it as well because, you know, he was very confident that that catch was out. But um, it didn't make any difference to the result because uh, the Dutch were nowhere in it. But, you know, they, they, were, they were in it in that, in that first innings when, when Bairstow plays across the line and top edges Arian Dutt, who is pretty good, the off-spinner, caught it short fine. Um, and, then, and then Joe Root, I, I think I'll come back to Joe Root's dismissal in the Hall of Fame, but let's just say that he was bold <laughs> attempting a scoop. Um, and, and, then, and then Milan just cruising, and then he comes down for mm. a run. Stokes says no. He turns back. Logan Van Bakes one good bit of the day. He bowled horribly and was out for two, but he gets a good throw into Edwards, who, who runs out Milan. And then suddenly, suddenly the pressure's on, right? Brook top edges, Bastolita to deep mid wicket on 11. Butler chips to mid off on five. He's had a horrible tournament. Moeen hits to long off. Dutt again, and he's out for four. And they're one ninety two for six. Nearly fifteen overs to go. And you you're dreaming of um, maybe that maybe it's the Dutch chasing two thirty here if they roll through them. Yeah, and and some of those dismissals were I guess quintessential England World Cup twenty twenty three dismissals. Mm-hmm. Butler feels like he's been out for five from eleven from every time he's played. Yep. And Mo and Ali's hit a catch to long on or long off every time he's played. So you know when they're in the hole at one ninety two for six, that's when Chris Wokes walks in and has that really impressive partnership with Stokes. Albeit after that luck we've discussed already, when Stokes was in maybe the mid fifties or thereabouts, they take it from one ninety two in the 36th over to 321 in the 49th when Wokes eventually falls for 51. And Root in the middle of all of that, yeah, I think you're right. We should come back to that in the Hall of Fame because that's uh, that, that in itself is a is a moment that is um, yeah, that, that typifies a lot of what's happened with England. I think around that was when, uh, I think it was Shane Watson. It was Shane Watson was on commentary, on television commentary, that is, um, talking about a side being at rock bottom and using that 2015 England campaign that's a bit of a reference point how they reset, but it was instructive hearing him talk about the Australian team and saying that in 2013, they reached what he defined as rock bottom around homework gate. And, and he would say that, I suppose, after what famously happened to him being suspended. But immediately after that... He became captain with a change of, next test. He did. He did become captain. But the change of coach shortly thereafter in England and, and being able to just strip the whole game back to bare principles and, and going back to where they needed to be and... Yeah, I found that interesting because England had to do a similar thing two World Cup cycles ago mm. and it feels like they, they probably will again. Yeah, sure, they've won here and they might beat Pakistan. Who knows? But um, the starting point is that this has been an absolute shocker for them and in the absence of a bit of luck, they, they could have found themselves yep. in strife again today. Well, yeah, it almost was a shocker, again, if not for Stokes, who the general consensus is he should have just gone home and got his knee done. But had he done that, um, England might have lost to the Dutch tonight if, if he hadn't been there because, you know, he, he just he, he hits yeah. six sixes. He goes after the quicks. He hits three off the spinner in the, what was it, the 47th over. I mean, it got really yep. messy at the end. Dutt in the 45th goes for 24, including three sixes, including a, a no ball for height. Um, Logan van Beek bowls four different sets of wides in an over. It goes for 14 in an over. And Buzz Delita, who's not having a good tournament with the ball, goes for 17, two overs running, including taking two wickets in that span of Chris Wokes and, and David Willey. So, yeah, look, Stokes gets out in the last over. Logan Van Beek gets another. So he's got mm-hmm. figures of two for 88. Bass Delita, three for 74. You know, yeah, they, they, they picked up a few, a few but they, were, they, they make ugly figures. I felt a bit sorry for Dava Milan with the way he got out. First time he's been run out in international cricket on the basis that there's a single there, um, but Stokes can't run it because he's on one leg. Mm. I know Stokes makes up for it and he's 
all-round ability. We saw a bloke on one leg do the, the do the unbelievable yesterday. This was different, of course, because Stokes is coming into the game with an injury and managing around it. But yeah, Milan was entitled to think there was one there, but the fact that Stokes can't come for a quick single in a limited overs international, I mean, being able to do that tends to be a prerequisite, prerequisite rather, of being picked in these types of teams, being dynamic Poy enough requisite. to, to scamp. Yeah, I think exactly, we found ourselves a prerequisite. <laughs> anyway, any other thing before we get to the Hall of Fame and, and, and end, the, end the episode? What for the Dutch? You know, like they've played these eight games, Jeff, and they've got one more to come and they'll play India and that's fine. Like in all probability, that's the end of their run because India will, will destroy them on Sunday by something miraculous. But, you know, not the first time we've made this observation, but, you know, they've, had, they've done some really important, impressive things a, to get here, and B, to win two games against two full members, including South Africa, who are likely to finish second. Um, and they go back into the pool of associates uh, without the World Cup Super League and the probability of them playing games like this and getting fixturing that'll help them progress and be competitive at the next World Cup goes down from here, which just feels so yep. wrong given if they were getting more cricket like, say, Afghanistan have. We see the progression Afghanistan have had in the last two World Cup cycles where they were toyed with by Australia and pretty much everybody yeah. else in 2015, didn't win a World Cup game in 2019 and really should be one foot in the semi-final if not for the not for the miracle last night. I don't know whether the Dutch have a route to doing such a thing. I don't know whether there'll be the, the infrastructure there for them to be playing the games and the tournaments that'll give them even a chance of that. And that, that's a bit worrying given how impressive they've been at times. It looked like a golfing class tonight, especially in the reply when they were batting because Wokes and Willie have been smashed around by other teams through this World Cup. These guys couldn't lay a bat on them, the openers for the Netherlands. They, they couldn't score. I mean, they brought back Wesley Baracy, who's 39 years old, and who had a shocker. Absolutely, He was 15 off 45 balls at yeah. one point. He eventually got going a bit, hit a six down the ground and a couple of fours, but ended up 37 off 62. You're chasing 340, Wesley. 37 off 62 is not the way to do it. Max O'Dowd is out early, partly because of that pressure, because no one's scoring. They had four yeah. runs into the fourth over. Um, a couple of maidens got bowled by David Willey. You can't have players bowling maiden overs at you. Like, you've got to at least be able to rotate strike a bit and and so Max O'Dowd's out early Colin Ackerman nicks off for a duck and then Engelbrecht gets his reprieve that lets him make 33 even then it's 33 off 49 so that's a slow innings and it's only that Edwards Nidamanuro bit who you robbed Taja because he top scored not Scott Edwards he made 41 oh, um, and, and, and smacked apologies. a few yeah, yeah they, you've got, they, they didn't get much to take out of tonight the Dutch so don't <laughs> steal anything from them um, but, but he looked pretty good at times he took on a few he hit an amazing pick up pull shot over deep backward yeah. square sailed away for six hit a six down the ground as well um, and, and was decent and Edwards was enterprising someone pick him up for a T20 league please he's, he's a very good player well, speaking of T20 leagues, that's all David Willey's really playing for here, isn't he? Two for 19 from seven and bowled delightfully. That ball he sent down to get rid of Ackerman on naught is unplayable. And the, some of those balls that Wokes bowled, you know, shaping away, found the edge at one point. Root technically drops the catch, but it's absolutely Butler's chance in front of first slip. Yep. That's an error from the wicketkeeper, not from the, the former captain. Um, but, yeah, the, the way that Wokes was able to hoop it around and, and Willie as well... Um, I guess for them, it's a story of what could have been had the batting been anywhere near good enough and, and when it mattered. But yeah, it's all, all moot now. And I, I don't suppose either of them will play one day cricket again after this tournament because Willie's already announced his retirement. And I suppose Wokes will become a, a bit of a test match only prospect with 
um, the inevitable uh, white ball reset that's coming. I know Rob Key's coming out this week to review it all and so on. And mm. wherever they go, I'm sure a number of senior players like Wokes will uh, be, be pensioned off regardless, even if he was very, very good tonight. And even if he just signed a new contract in the last couple of weeks, as they all did, except for David <laughs> Willey. So that's a good time to have a reset of your white ball team. Shall we do a Hall of Fame? I think we should. Jeff, the final word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Um, we haven't had a chance to sort of go back one more time over the virtual reality opportunities uh, at Westfield London. Sorry, it's Westfield Stratford City, isn't it? We've been yes. uh, banging on about this for about a week now. The Age of the Pyramids. It's a, via, a virtual reality experience you get through Horizon of Khufu. Um, you step back in time. You get in the machine. You. Uh, it, it's such a. It's such an impressive, immersive experience that the British Museum tried to put it on display. So, you know, and I've been to the British Museum recently. They're really yeah. into their Egyptian history. If they reckon this is good to go, yeah. if this is hot to trot, according to them, this must be some pretty good gear. They wouldn't have paid for it either, the British Museum. They would have just flogged it. They would have just gone in there and pinched it because that's what <laughs> they like to do with everything that they've got on display. So what what is wrong with you if you don't want to see a VR recreation of ancient Egypt? Don't be mad. Get down there to Stratford City. So, you, you, yes, it's, it's all um, geezers from the Harvard University Geezer Project as well. So book your tickets uh, before the end of November. So you've got a few weeks to go for this amazing experience and save 35% on your journey denial. Google Horizon of Khufu for more information. Horizon of Khufu is exclusive to Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. And I'm going to Westfield tomorrow night, Jeff, after we've recorded to go and skate at Westfield London. So um, I'll report back on Beautiful. that. I might even record the podcast out there. We'll see how we go. Uh, what is your final web moment of the yeah. day? Well, I've got a few. Um, I uh, ran into Paul Van Meekeren's dad, oh, yeah. the Dutch seamer who bowled really nicely up front. He had a shirt on with Van Meekeren Senior on the back. So I assumed that's who he was <laughs> um, and asked him and he was. And that's how I ended up with this Netherlands hat because oh, uh, somebody came up and assumed I was part of the cheer squad and just handed the hats out. <laughs> so I was like, well, if they've given me a hat, then I better better wear it for the rest of the day, even if that's not until Entirely impartial. You got to hold up. If you're in the cheer squad, you got to hold up the banner, and you got to start the got, got to start the you know Netherlands yeah. um, and get the flogger out as well behind the goals. I, I'm looking forward to the next footy season. Speaking of hats, um, Joe Root after the catch wasn't given uh, taking his hat off so he could scream obscenities into it without yeah. being picked up on the camera so no one could lip read him. Uh, you've heard about talking through his hat. He was literally talking through his hat. That was good. Um, and I guess that brings us to Joe Root and the other dismissal. We've seen him playing the lap scoop over deep third. We've seen people muttering and shaking their heads and saying, well, he'll get out doing that. He got out today and boy, did he get out today. Bold through his own legs, nearly lost the nuts. It nearly took the bottom of the box off. Um, he shaped to scoop. He realised there was a bit more bounce than he anticipated, tried to rise up with that bounce and bring the bat up and then just lost the ball completely. And it went through his legs and hit the top of middle stump. Uh, one of the most beautiful dismissals you'll ever see. Yeah, I won't be the first person to say that it seemed to sum up England's World Cup campaign writ large, didn't it? The, um, the, the chap they crossed to in, in the audience in the crowd there at Puna, who was just devastated and rude himself. His body language today was all off from the drop catch to the catch that wasn't. I'd say drop catch. It was, as I said before, it was Butler's, yep. but nevertheless, the one that he misses. And then there's the, the other review, which he insisted upon in the first over, which wasn't out. And yeah, again, I suppose Root, despite having this brilliant one day record, 18 centuries, an average of 48, this may well mm -hmm. be his final tournament as well when they play Pakistan 
uh, in that um, final game on, on Saturday. That might be it. Uh, my only other Hall of Fame uh, to note were the signs in the crowd. One that was quite an earnest one from one of the Indian supporters, one of the ones that's made um, with a texter in the audience. Good luck, England. Secure Champions Trophy qualification. You know how, uh, how, <laughs> how, how England have dropped when that's how they're being supported in the crowd. And another from an English fan who was clearly an English fan due to the gallows humour, holding up saying, we beat Bangladesh. And at least they've now beat the yeah. Dutch as well as Bangladesh, Jeff. Well, the Dutch beat Bangladesh too, so it could have been from either team. Uh, a couple <laughs> of other quick ones. Baz leaders over that went single, six, four, wicket, six, wicket. <laughs> David <laughs> Willey hit a six and was out second ball. Oh, yeah. Um, Nidamanuru is six over long on that he hit so high in the air that when it came down, it just plugged into the turf. It didn't bounce. I don't know if you saw this, but it, it sank literally half the ball disappeared into the turf. It was just like a hemisphere sitting there, um, like, a, like a cheese plate or something, and they had to dig it out of the ground. And uh, Gus Atkinson, who scored two from one ball, a strike rate of 200, which goes with his innings against South Africa of 35 off 21. His strike rate, his batting strike rate before today was 166.66. He's one of the seven players in World Cup history with a faster batting strike rate than Glenn Maxwell. And he improved that strike rate today to 168.18. <laughs> He's gaining ground on Maxwell. Maxwell lost ground during his double hundred. Mm, mm. His strike rate actually fell, his career World Cup strike rate. So there are seven players ahead of him, and Gus is still one of those. Ahead of us tomorrow, it's New Zealand and Sri Lanka. There's plenty in that match for the Black Caps at the Chinnaswamy. Friday, it's South Africa against Afghanistan at Ahmedabad. England play Pakistan on Saturday, Eden Gardens, and the Netherlands play their final game, the final game of the group stage, also at Bangalore. Uh, against India and that will be that Jeff where are you off to next Delhi tomorrow for a couple of days and then what have we got we've got Australia Bangladesh later on um, it's it's very confusing and then we're trying to work out which semi-final we'll end up at I'm probably going to Calcutta but that depends whether Pakistan make it into fourth spot or not right of course if they make it it'll be um, it'll be India Pakistan playing there I forgot about that nice one okay uh, safe travels where you're going next up to Delhi um, this has been the final World World Cup daily for Westfield London Westfield Stratford City more extra less ordinary at last England get a second sorry if I ran to empty this so you know what I meant I had to go about it write it out